Have you ever had your faith falter? Let's ask a professional Christian speaker who came back from the brink. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. We are super thrilled about who we have on this week. Um, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Janae McDonald-Wilborn. This woman is phenomenal. I got to hear her speak a couple years ago um, at an event that we were at, and she is just a phenomenal speaker. She has a background in uh, nonprofit ministry work, which I love. Now, she works for herself, has a couple businesses, has an awesome husband and two kids who are just adorable. Um, And she's also a homeschool mom. So right now we know that there are a ton of people juggling in this world. And Janae, I just want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day um, and being here and talking to us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. And you make me sound really good. So I can't wait to meet me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so easy to talk that way about you. For me, I'm like, I'm Lisa. With legacy builders. <laughs> so, no, no, I bet you do more. I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to hear a little bit of your backstory when you came and spoke. But uh, for our listeners, we would love for you to just kind of give a brief rundown of, of who you are and what your life has been like up to this point. Okay, well, I'll try to make it as fast as possible. This would have been easier when I was 26, but that's okay. Um, It was a shorter (laughs) story, but let's see. I was born, so I'm a Texas-born girl. I was born in Southeast Texas, raised um, with my older sister by our two awesome parents. And we lived in Southeast Texas till I was about 10, moved overseas to Saudi Arabia. So had a complete like world perspective shift at the age of 10, um, living overseas in a completely different country, completely different climate, environment, Um, then came back to the East Coast, which is also very different than Southeast Texas. Um, So all of that influenced me in being raised in a Christian home, but I definitely didn't accept Christ. Um, My parents were Christians. We went to church all the time in those first 10 years. In Saudi, there is no church. We came back and went right back into church life. But even though I was in church life, I was not a believer. And I made a conscious choice in my teen years that this was not for me. I kind of saw it as like my parents thing and Mm -hmm. antiquated and not relevant to real life. And nobody could give me real answers. So I was Mm -hmm. out. Um, So then I went to college. So of course, I went to a Baptist university for college because that made sense. (laughs) Um, I went to Baylor in Texas, went back to Texas and... um, graduated from college, started working. And it was around the age of 25 that as I was trying to just live life on my own and do my own thing and make my own choices, that it just all came crashing down. I'd had an abortion at 24 um, that no one forced me to have. It was my choice. It was absolute wrong choice, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was wrecked from that emotionally, but on a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. And in that being wrecked, just started like lost my sense of self-worth, made really bad dating choices, all the good stuff. And then kind of thankfully God grabbed hold of me in just a year. It was like a year between that abortion and when God started to just sort of knock on my heart really um, forcefully, I'm going to say, although I didn't realize what was happening, but I really just sat down and made a list of my life is terrible. 
Um, it sucks. Can I say sucks? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, my life sucks and I want it to be better and started making my list of like my parents were still kind of my these people have it together people. Mm-hmm. And I made my list of comparison. The only thing that was different was church. And so I went back to church and accepted Christ at, in June of 1999 when I was 25 years old. And it was like a huge, I mean, it was like the curtain, you know, was open. I was like, oh, here's the life I've kind of been looking for. And it's not that life got perfect. It's just my perspective changed. And I knew, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't trying to do it all, that I had someone to walk me through it. So started going to church again, um, ended up volunteering in youth ministry. Um, the Holy Spirit conned me into going to seminary, um, <laughs> Holy Spirit which was actually really good. But it was definitely the Holy Spirit, and I was supposed to be there. But how crazy was, like, you know, the 28-year-old girl in seminary with, you know, all the, like, Bible college kids who'd come straight there, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, are recovering everything. Um, and I was there, but it was awesome. It was great to go there with a much more worldly perspective, because while I was taking in all that deep theology and Bible, I was also immediately trying to apply it to like, how does this help the girl who's hooking up and doesn't know how to stop? How does this help the dude who mm. drinks too much? How does this help the marriage falling apart? I was always applying it practically. Um, found a big church in uh, the Dallas area where I started attending, where I ended up interning, went on staff there for about seven and a half years. And I did everything from singles to women's to children, I, I, all of it. I mean, I think I scrubbed bathroom, toilets, and ran the cafe. I did it all. Um, hopefully not at the same time. Hopefully you <laughs> washed your hands time. in between. Okay. Not, no, especially not in these days. That's important to know. <laughs> not at the same time, yes. And all that in a pastoral role. So, um, it, But it was great. I did that. And then the Lord, I met my husband there. Um, I got married at 35, so I was an older person getting married. Um, I was single for a long time in my mind. And so that was a big shift and realized I wanted to shift. God started showing me I could do ministry, but also like shift my focus and be a better wife. And so I made that shift and started doing the speaking thing. And then since then, we've had a couple of babies and I've got a seven and a five-year-old now, been married for 11 years. And I also part-time homeschool and sell children's books and shampoo and still speak. So I'm weird and wonderful in that way. (laughs) I'm a a mix of all the things. I think that that's just, it's a smart way to go about life these days is to really, uh, it's like diversifying your portfolio, right? But it's like with your life and your skill set and looking at what are the things that I'm gifted in and what are the things that I've been created to do and how can I uh, make an impact in all these different areas? So that's really, really awesome. Yeah, exactly. I love that a lot. Um, listen, we want to hear so much more from you. This is we Janae is coming back for an upcoming episode, but right now we have one big question for you. Okay. Um, if you could jump ahead two generations from now, so your grandma Janae, if you could jump okay. ahead two generations from now and tell them anything, what would you want them to know or do? Oh gosh. I the first thing that just came to my mind is it doesn't matter how badly you mess up. Hmm. Like the biggest mistakes of your life are going to sometimes be the biggest gifts of your life. Um, failure is a part of success. So so don't be scared to take risk. Take the risk and don't be worried that you screwed up. You never screwed up too bad for God. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a believer, that's probably the thing that rescued me the most was realizing I thought I'd done the worst thing I could do. And God was like, nope, still love you anyway. Um, so just, I think for them to know that they can never, ever mess up too badly to be redeemed or never be on redemption. And there's nothing that everything in your life can be redeemed, including the biggest failure. So that would probably be my old lady advice for 
the future. That's fantastic. Like I, I it, and it's so true. We've seen this time and time again in our ministry work as well. It's like God s- seems to take people who are in that rock bottom place and do the most with them. It's it's like it's almost like a pattern for success is you have, yes. have to fail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is I really, do. really I think that. Mm-hmm. I really think you do have to fail. And I think we don't teach failure enough. We don't encourage Hmm. We don't celebrate it enough. I think we should celebrate failure and we create shame around failure. Wow. And I think we should like highlight failure as like, oh, you failed great. Let's like sit down and kind of sit in it and figure out what you can learn and take from it. Because right. most of us will, if we're honest, we may not have shared our failure with everyone, but it's our it's in our failure that we found like answers and found ourselves and figured mm-hmm. out where we needed to go next and how to do things better. So yeah. That's Failure's fantastic. Good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I'm excited for a longer episode. Yeah, to dig in. Um, But for now, Janae, where can our listeners find you? Um, Other than Nordstrom Rack, they can find me um, (laughs) (laughs) or Target because I'm there, too, always. Um, They can find me. So I have a website, JanaeMcDonaldWilborn.com. That kind of has all the links and everything. I'm on Instagram at JanaeMcWilborn. Um, I'm on Facebook at Janae McWilborn and yeah, those are probably the main places to find me and, and hang out and hear what I've got going on or coming next. Awesome. And I heard that you have something coming up that you're working on. So if you're interested in that, definitely get on her site. I uh, do. Do you want to share anything about it or is this a secret? Mm, I'm not ready yet. Okay, but cool. coming soon. It's good That's stuff. Right. So, we're, yeah. we're, we're super excited. We're being paid attention. <laughs> so all that information will be in the show notes. You can also get on her newsletter and be updated when this secret thing comes out. So thank you so much, Janae, for taking some time with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, stay tuned for the next episode because we're talking with someone who pivoted from success away from family to massive success and being with them every day. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this content and feel that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to go to iTunes, subscribe, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.